Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Let's Talk Low Vision, sponsored by the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. My name is Dr. Bill Takeshta, and this evening we're going to be talking about one of the more popular topics in recent days, and that is Windows 8, the latest operating system produced by Microsoft. Now, this evening we're going to talk about what is Windows 8 and whether or not this might be something that you are ready to upgrade. I know that for myself, I've been thinking about this since Microsoft released Windows 8 in October. I know that now when you go to stores such as Best Buy or Costco and you look at some of the PC computers, they all have Windows 8. And the question is, how accessible is Windows 8 for people who have low vision? Now, at our center, the Center for the Partially Sighted, I have spoken with many of our clients and patients who have upgraded to Windows 8. And the responses to it are really quite mixed. I think the first thing to do is I'm going to talk about what is Windows 8 and perhaps what was the rationale for Microsoft upgrading to Windows 8. Now, Windows 8 is an operating system program, and this is a program that is required to enable your computer to work. It is the program that allows your computer to load other programs so that you could perform word processing or spreadsheets or surf the Internet, do your email, and so many other types of important tasks. Now, Windows 8 is something that is very, very different as compared to previous versions of Windows 7, Windows ME, Windows XP, and others that you may have used in the past. It looks very different, it behaves very different, and as a result, there is truly a new learning curve in terms of using Windows 8. Now, many people think that the reason that Microsoft came out with Windows 8 was that they wanted to make an operating system that would work on many different types of computers. They used Windows 8 so that you could actually run the Windows cell phone. Microsoft cell phones that have its operating system is something that they want to become more competitive and they want to be able to compete with the Android cell phones, also with the iPhone. They also wanted to become more competitive by having tablet computers. I think that people have all seen how popular that the iPad is. And with the iPad gaining such popularity and the latest version of the iPad Mini, I think that many people realize that tablet computers are something that many people are very, very interested in. And they then designed Windows 8 so that one could use this operating system on a tablet computer. And then they also realized that the operating systems for the home computer and the work computer, if it all had the same type of a system configuration, that maybe people would have an easier time. In other words, if you learn how to use Windows 8 on your work computer, then you could use it if you bought a tablet computer, or you could also use it if you bought a cell phone that ran the Windows 8 operating system. So the first thing that Windows 8 does is that you'll notice it is really something that is very, very usable if you're going to be using a touch screen. The first thing that I realized 
is that this particular type of operating system, Windows 8, would be very, very helpful if you were using a tablet computer or if you were using a cell phone because it would simply allow you to touch the screen and you can open up different programs, you can open up different files, you can get to your email, you could do text messaging, you could do so many other things by simply pressing a button that's on your computer screen or on your cell phone or on your tablet computer. Now, the nice feature about using this type of interface with touch is that it does give you the ability to use it on virtually any type of machine. In other words, if you do have a tablet or you're using a computer at home or work or you do have a cell phone that runs Windows, you'll find that it's going to be very, very convenient. However, the difficulty that I have experienced is that it is so different than what I have been accustomed to. I have been so accustomed to running Microsoft Windows XP. In fact, today I have two computers. One of them has Windows 7, the operating system that was put out about three years ago or so. And then I also have a Windows XP operating system computer. And I actually prefer still to use my old Windows XP. Now, the main difference between these different types of operating systems is just the appearance of the screens and where different components and different features are located. For me, what I have found to be the most challenging situation with Windows 8 is that things are not the way that they used to be. The first thing that I have realized is that I have always been very accustomed to using the Start button. When I had vision, I would use my mouse and I would click the bottom left of my screen and it would open up the start menu. The start menu would pop up and then I could either just scroll down with the mouse or I could arrow down on my keyboard and it would then take me to different types of programs or documents and I would simply press enter and it would open. Well, with Windows 8, they no longer have a start menu in that same way. They have replaced this with something that they call the start screen. Now, the first thing that's different about it is that when you turn on your Windows 8 computer and you look at the screen, you will not see, if you have vision, you will not see a button where you could click and press start. So in order to make this start screen come up, you have to then remember to use a keyboard command, and when you press the Windows key, which is generally two keys to the left of the spacebar, it will open up the Start screen. So that is not too difficult to remember, but for those who are not familiar with the keyboard, that could be a little bit more difficult. But I think with time, you'll quickly learn that you could get the Start screen up by pressing the Windows key. Now, what's different about the start screen is that there are icons which they call tiles. Now these tiles, they are very colorful, they're very large, but they're not uniform. There are some tiles that are in the shape of a square, and there's other tiles that are more rectangular. And what I have found is that in using JAWS as a screen reader, it is not as easy 
to navigate from one of these tiles to the next. I thought that I could simply move the arrow keys on my keyboard and I could go from one tile to the next and I could press enter and then I would open what it was that I wanted to open. But what we find is that there are many times that if you are arrowing in the start screen, there are times that you may not get to one of the different tiles that are on the screen. It may skip over them. So in some of these cases, you may have to press tab and then arrow. And it is really something that I have not been able to figure out at which times do you press tab and arrow and at other times, which times do you just simply press the arrow. Now this is a problem that different manufacturers of screen readers are aware of. And I know that Window Eyes and JAWS and NVIDIA they are all very familiar with this particular type of problem, and they have made different types of modifications to their programs. So the good thing about Windows 8 is that you can use your screen readers and to access different files and documents and programs on Windows 8. So that is something that I think is very good, that the screen readers JAWS, Window Eyes work quite well with Microsoft 8. Now, another thing that is also a bit difficult that I have found is that on this Start screen, it also has a feature where you could simply begin to type on the Start screen, and it could open up a program or it could open up a file. But you must know where you are when you are doing this type of typing. In other words, there are really three different segments on the start screen. If you begin to type, it may then open up a file. If you then press tab and you then start to type, it can then open up an application, which is almost like a program. And if you press tab and you begin to type again, it could take you into a different type of a setting. Now, what's very interesting and something that is new and different about Windows 8 is that we hear the term application in the start screen. And what this is is that Microsoft now has a place that you could go on the Internet, and this is where you could do your shopping, and you could purchase and download different types of applications. So this kind of reminds you of what we do when we're using our cell phones or if we have an iPad or an Android system, and we're going to download different applications. So, for example, if you wanted to use Skype, for example, and make telephone calls over the Internet, you could then download an application of Skype. There's many other types of applications that are available on the Microsoft site where you could then purchase some of these applications, and these applications will then be downloaded, and the tile will then be on your start screen. So that is something that is quite different as compared to in the past on your computers, we would primarily then purchase different types of software programs, and those software programs would then be installed on your computer, and you could then place an icon on your desktop. So again, the applications are something that's a little bit different 
because these are different application programs that are on your start menu. Now, the next question is, what about the desktop? Is the desktop still available? And the answer to that is yes, there is still a desktop. And your main computer programs that you may have purchased and installed, those can still be placed on the desktop. So, for example, if you are a person who uses Microsoft Office, you can then have an icon there on your desktop, and that would be a way that you can easily get to those particular programs. Now, when we think about Windows 8, the next question is, what types of programs will work with Windows 8? We already learned, first of all, that screen readers such as JAWS and Window Eyes, they will work. So if you are a person who is accustomed to using a text-to-speech screen reader, you do have those particular types of options of using those programs that you're familiar with. For JAWS, you do have to use the latest version of JAWS, which is JAWS 14. Now, it also then comes to the next point. If you do have the Windows 8 Premium operating system, that will then mean that you will have to purchase JAWS 14 Professional. If you have the standard Windows 8 operating system, then you could then use JAWS Standard Level 14. So in some of these cases, as you're thinking about this decision of upgrading, you also have to be aware that you may need to invest more money on upgrading some of your software. So for example, a person like myself who is running Windows XP, if I were then to buy a new computer and it has Windows 8 Professional, I will have to upgrade my JAWS to JAWS 14, and then I am going to have to upgrade it to JAWS Professional to make it work on this system. We also could think about other types of expenses that may occur. For example, if we're used to using Microsoft Office, what version of Microsoft Office will work on your computer? Now, Windows 8 will run Microsoft Office 2007, 2010, and Microsoft is now going to be releasing Microsoft Office 2013. So if you have a version of Office that is 2007 or newer, you will not have to purchase a new Microsoft Office suite of programs unless it's something that you wanted to. But if you're a person like myself and I am still running Office 2003, Office 2003 or earlier versions of Office will not work on Windows 8, and that will be something that I would have to also upgrade. Now, what about for people who are partially sighted and use screen magnification programs such as Zoom Text? or people who use Freedom Scientific's magic. Well, at the present time, there is no screen magnification program that I am aware of that runs on Windows 8. Neither Zoom Text, nor Magic, nor Dolphin work on Windows 8 at this time. Now, next week is the Cal State Northridge Disability Conference in San Diego, 
And I think that I wouldn't be surprised if they begin to make some announcements there or they could tell us when their programs are going to be available and working with Windows 8. But if you're a user who of Windows and you are used to using Zoom Text and Magic, those programs at the present time will not work on Windows 8. However, Windows 8 does come with some standard accessibility features. They continue to have what's called the Ease of Access Center, and there they have made some really nice improvements. The first thing is that in Windows 8, there is a screen magnification program, and the screen magnification program is improved as compared to the screen magnification program on Windows 7. The first improvement is that when you do turn on the screen magnifier, it is a full screen magnifier. It is not where only half of the screen is going to be enlarged, or it is not where there's only a lens that's going to be enlarged, but you could enlarge the entire screen similar to the way that you would see it if you were using Zoom text or magic. So this is something that's very, very nice. And also what is very, very nice is that when you do use it in the full screen magnification mode where the entire screen is magnified, you now have the ability to easily change the contrast so that you could have reverse polarity. In other words, if you are accustomed to having a dark background and light text, you could change it so that you have that reverse contrast feature very, very quickly and easily. In Windows 7, you could not easily change it to that reverse contrast setting when you were using it in a full screen mode. You could still use the magnifier in other modes. So if you are preferring to only magnify half of the screen or if you prefer to have just a lens area of the screen magnified, you could still customize that setting also with the magnifier. Another feature that is also improved with the Windows 8 magnifier is that it is also now compatible where you could use the Windows magnifier also with the text-to-speech program that is called Narrator from Windows 8. Now, Narrator, it functions in some ways similar to JAWS and Window Eyes where it will read the text aloud. And in the previous versions of Narrator, it was not compatible. In other words, it would not work at the same time when you had your screen magnifier on. With Windows 8, you could enlarge the images on your screen, and you could also turn on the Narrator so that it will read certain parts of the screen for you. Another improvement of Narrator is that it does have more voices, I believe it now has three standard voices, and it is something that is much more responsive as compared to versions in the past. Now, is the new version of Narrator a substitute for JAWS or window eyes? Uh, in my opinion, and in terms of using it, it is not. It is very helpful if you are going to set up a computer for the very first time that you could turn on Narrator and it could help you to set up the new computer. But as far as can it be a replacement for JAWS or Window Eyes, 
I, I do not feel that it is able to do that at this time. Now, for many people with low vision, we often use other types of software programs. For example, we use optical character recognition scanning programs. And with these particular types of scanning programs, we could scan text and we could then read it on the computer. For example, we could take a magazine, put it in our scanner, and the scanner will then scan it and it will display it in large print on our screen, or it could read it out loud for us, or it could do both. At the present time, Windows 8 is not compatible with the most popular scanning OCR programs. Freedom Scientific's OpenBook and Kurzweil, they are not presently compatible with Windows 8. So as a result, you could see that for many people who are currently already using a lot of specialized software on their computers, a lot of the programs that they are accustomed to using are not immediately compatible with Windows 8, especially a person who uses a screen magnifier, such as ZoomText or Magic, and a person who really depends on scanning a lot of information using programs such as Kurzweil 1000 or by using OpenBook. Those four very, very popular programs currently do not work with Windows 8. Now, there's other features about Windows 8 in, that I've talked to many of my patients with, and these are things where they have been very, very pleased with Windows 8. I have found that, first of all, people who do not have computers at the present time and just purchase their first computer within the last month or two, and that first computer happens to be Windows 8, they have actually been very, very happy with the computers. We see a lot of clients from the Department of Rehabilitation, and these are often young adults who have never owned a computer, and they say that Windows 8 works very, very well for them. They are very, very accustomed to using the screen magnification program that's built into Windows 8, and they like it. They cannot compare it to Zoom text or Magic because they have never used those before. So for those people, they say that they like it. They say that it's very, very quick. It's very responsive. And as an operating system, in talking to people who are fully sighted and not using any of the accessibility features and also talking to our clients who have recently purchased the computers, they all agree that as an operating system, Windows 8 is very, very good. They are very, very pleased with it where they say that, number one, they say that it boots up much, much quicker than other computers. Number two, they say that they have not had any problems with the computers crashing. Number three, they have also been very, very pleased with some of the standard features that come built in with Windows 8. For example, it comes with a antivirus program called Defender, and this is something that helps protect your computer against different types of viruses and spam. There is also a security program that's available, and that comes standard. So people have stated that they feel they do not have to go out and purchase a private software to protect their Windows 8 computer. 
Another nice feature that the Windows 8 computers come with is that they do have a program that is called Xbox. And Xbox is a program that allows people who have Internet access to download all sorts of different types of music. People compare it to Pandora, which is a very popular program, where if you do describe what type of genre of music that you like to listen to, or a particular artist, or even a particular song, it will then automatically create playlists for you of songs. So it's a great way that you could listen to the types of music that you like. Another program that is standard with Windows 8 is a newspaper type of a program. People have told me about how they have been able to download newspapers and magazine articles very quickly and easily using Windows 8. So with those particular features, they have been very, very, very pleased. So at this time, I feel that Windows 8 is an operating system that is very stable. It seems to be very, very secure. It seems to also be very fast. And the only difficulty with Windows 8 seems to be that Windows 8 is different. For those who are accustomed to having drop-down menus, Windows 8 does not have drop-down menus. For those who are accustomed to simply scrolling and moving through your start menu using your arrow keys, it is different with these tiles, and you may then need to develop other types of controls where you would use tab and the arrow keys to move from one tile to the next. There's also differences in the sense that where different features, if you're going to be using, for example, Microsoft Office, it is going to appear to be different as compared to when you are accustomed to the drop-down menus. No longer is it going to be positioned where you'll click File and then a drop-down menu comes down. You're going to be using these different tiles, and in some cases, if you are visual, you will click onto a specific part of the tile, which is going to give you other options. And if you are a person who uses JAWS or window eyes, you're going to be using other types of control commands that use tab, the arrow key, and sometimes the caps lock key. So at this time, I would say that if you are a person who has a fairly high degree of functional vision, you can use your vision along with the Windows magnifier, and you could learn to use Windows 8 probably quite quickly. On the other hand, if you are a person who is accustomed to using JAWS or window eyes, it's going to take some training so that you could become more familiar of where different controls and other types of commands are located. There's other things that you may also have to be thinking about when you're purchasing a computer. Number one, when you do purchase a home computer, do you want to purchase a computer that has a touch screen? If you are partially sighted, the touch screen could be very, very helpful because, again, Windows 8 is designed to be used with a touch screen. If you're looking to purchase a tablet PC, Microsoft does have a tablet PC, and this tablet is called Surface. Now, 
I believe that there are two versions of the Surface Tablet PC. These tablet PCs, again, they do not have a conventional keyboard. They're somewhat analogous to the Apple iPad. And the first particular computer, the Surface Tablet computer, is approximately $599. And I believe that the processor that it runs is not quite as powerful. So that Surface Tablet computer is using one version of Windows 8. I believe that is called Windows 8 RT. Now, this particular type of tablet computer at $599 will allow you to do many of the things that you want to do, just as though you were doing things on a tablet PC or even on a laptop computer. But for those who want to be able to do more powerful types of computing, there is also another tablet PC that's called the Surface Pro. Now, the Surface Pro is $999, and with the Surface Pro, you can then purchase and also download any particular type of program that is presently compatible with Windows 8. With this Surface Pro, it still will not run your screen magnification programs such as ZoomText or Magic. But this gives you an option so depending on whether or not you use a tablet PC for work or you want to use that tablet PC as a substitute for your home computer or your laptop computer, or if you prefer to have a desktop computer with a touchscreen, you have each particular type of option. And when you're making this option as to whether or not to buy a Surface tablet or the Surface Professional tablet, or it's going to be a laptop computer or a desktop computer, with each one of these purchases, there will be a different version of Windows 8 that would be best suited for that device. Again, Microsoft is also now making the Windows 8 operating system for many cell phones, and you're going to find that many carriers of cell phones will be using this operating system as well. So overall, I think that Windows 8 is something that is going to be very, very popular with people as more people begin to use the tablet computers and the touch screen. With the home computers and the laptop computers also moving towards touch screen, Windows 8 is also going to be very, very helpful. I feel that we're in the very, very early stages of Windows 8 and Different manufacturers, including Freedom Scientific, AI Squared, Dolphin, they are all working very, very hard to produce software programs that can allow us to use many of the other types of programs that we're accustomed to. So I think that we'll see within the next six months, we will be able to use our other programs, such as ZoomText and Magic for screen magnification. And we'll be able to use Open Book and Pearl cameras as well as using Kurzweil to be able to do this type of scanning. As far as using Windows 8 with different types of Braille products, that is something that is also going to be developing quite soon. But at the immediate time, I think we're just in the early stages, and I think that we still need to get a little bit more time 
to know which particular types of programs are going to work effectively and which still need a little bit more work. So at this time, we'll go ahead and open it up to questions, and I'd like to also open it up to any of you in the audience who have had experience using Windows 8, so maybe you could share some of your feedback regarding your experience. So if you'd like to make a question or if you'd like to make a comment, uh, unmute your phone by pressing star 6, and we'll take some questions and listen to your comments. This is Penny Moss, and I do have a couple of questions. Um, has anybody had experience using Windows 8 with a Braille display? Has that made things easier using it with JAWS? Well, you know, I can only speak for myself. I have not yet tried using Windows 8 with other types of refreshable Braille displays. I know that the um, Freedom Scientific's refreshable Braille display, I believe it's called the, uh, the Blue. Focus. Mm -hmm. I have Focus 40 Blue. The Focus 40 Blue? Uh -huh. Yes. I know of people who were stating that they were then trying to use that, and they, they haven't been able to tell me at this point in time how, how uh, effective that it was. And you think, and it's not compatible with Duxbury yet? Is that right? I am I am not familiar if it is compatible with Duxbury yet. Uh, does anybody out there know if Windows 8 is compatible with Duxbury? Okay, so at this time, I do not believe that... Uh, we have anybody in the audience who is familiar if it is available with Duxbury. But uh, this is something that is definitely going to be discussed at the uh, Cal State Northridge Disabilities Conference in San Diego. And uh, any, any types of information we get on this, we'll go ahead and, and spread that information. Um, I have a question concerning Dragon. For those of us that don't type, is Dragon compatible for with this uh, Microsoft 8? Yeah, the question as far as Nuance Dragon, naturally speaking, being compatible with Windows 8, I have heard that it is compatible as far as how effective and how efficient, if it is as accurate as it has been with Windows 7, I have not personally experienced it yet. But uh, I have heard from other users that they have been able to use Dragon, naturally speaking, uh, with Windows 8. Another question I had, Stephen from Connecticut, is, is there a committee that works with these companies like Microsoft to advise them on the needs or the compatibility of persons with disabilities? So when they're developing these, these ideas are taken into consideration? Yeah, the question as to whether or not is there a committee that does work with Microsoft, um, I do know that there are many people who do consult with Microsoft, and they do provide that type of opinions uh, regarding what the programs that they would like to work with Windows 8 and their other types of operating systems. As far as um, I believe that the uh, National Federation of the Blind and uh, ACB have, have definitely been in communication with Microsoft. As far as whether or not that you can be involved, I feel that the best thing would do, be to contact uh, Microsoft 
and speak with their accessibility department. Microsoft has spent a lot of time and uh, resources to make Windows 8 more accessible. For example, they have improved the narrator text-to-speech program. They have also made improvements to their magnifier. And I think the fact that they have made these improvements to the narrator and the magnifier, it also shows that they realize that Apple has put these particular types of accessibility features in their Macintosh computers. As many of you know, uh, many people with low vision are switching over to using Macintosh computers. They do have their Zoom program that will magnify the images on the screen. They also have the Voice Over program, which is text-to-speech. And because those programs, they do come standard with the Macintosh computers, people don't have to buy things such as these uh, additional software programs. We're also seeing another major change where AI Squared, the makers of ZoomText, they have now come up with a version of ZoomText that would magnify the screen with more customizable features on Macintosh computers. And we're also seeing how Kurzweil, they have their scanning program, the Kurzweil 3000 scanning software program, that is also compatible with the Mac. We're seeing that uh, ACIB, they have their scanning programs, the IPEL, and uh, that particular program is also compatible with Mac. And then even more recently, we have seen a couple of other companies where they now have their particular video magnifiers that can magnify distance and near objects. It is also now compatible with the Macintosh systems. So I'm seeing that the manufacturers of different types of programs and video magnifiers, all of these particular companies seem to be really looking at Macintosh and they're making their software available on Macintosh. And because there seems to be that trend, I feel that perhaps Microsoft has become very aware of it, and they have made improvements to their narrator as well as their magnifier. And I think that they would be, again, very, very open to listening to uh, any of your comments. Uh, similarly, I was at a convention, and I met some people from Google, and I met a gentleman who was involved with their accessibility department, and he said, you know what, we would love to hear from anybody, anybody who has some comments about our accessibility features, we would love to talk to them. Just, you know, email them, uh, call them, and uh, get in touch with their accessibility department, and you could then share uh, some very valuable feedback. I have also found that all of the manufacturers are also really very, very open to hearing from all of us who use the technology. Uh, Humanware, Freedom Scientific, Optilic, uh, Enhanced Vision, all of these companies, they really want to hear what we have to say, and this is something that's just going to make the products that are produced uh, much more effective for us. Um, is there another question or comment or other experience that any of you have had with uh, Windows 8? 
If anybody else has a comment or question, um, yes. What is the, uh, this is Carla. Um, I know at, well, I, I haven't had a computer for six and a half years, but at one point Flash as a problem with new websites had to be manually turned off and windowized. They then incorporated an automatic turn off of Flash because of the problem of constant repeat of the first screen and not being able to move on. Uh, has the incorporation of updates and upgrades and corrections in this manner become more standardized? That They're aware of things, as, as you say, people call in and say, wait a minute, this is not working with what I have for accessibility, and do they has this become standardized and routine, or is it still hit or miss? You know, my experience with this is that it has definitely improved. I, I know that years ago, uh, when people had problems with their computers crashing because uh, a website was displayed with uh, flash and such, that many people had a lot of problems. Uh, really have not experienced people complaining of those particular types of problems as frequently. So I think all of that has improved. As far as is there a standard with this in the way that things are written, uh, I just am not that experienced and I'm not that much of an expert uh, on that particular part of computer software and programming. But overall, what I would say is that the number of people who have had problems with their computers has really, really lessened since people have been using Windows 7. And I anticipate that in terms of uh, just the operating system breaking down, I, I would expect it to be even better with Windows 8. But I feel that the difficulty that I have personally with Windows 8 right now is that I have learned how to use uh, my computer using specific shortcut keys and command yeah. controls and other things like that. I'm just so familiar with it, but I do realize now that I'm going to have to learn something different, and I'm not really very excited to have to take the time to relearn all of these things. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, you're used to measuring everything for so many years using inches and feet and yards, and then we got to switch over to the metric system, something different. Um, so I'm not really very excited about that, but I anticipate that there's going to be many very, very good training programs, many good webinars, so that we could learn to use Windows 8 very effectively. So I think that either people are going to learn to use Windows 8, or I think that we may see a lot of people who, who make the transition and switch over to Macintosh. Um, I personally have been practicing on Macintosh using VoiceOver for the past couple of years, and I realized, you know, it is really quite good. I really like it. So I am going to have to make the decision as to whether or not I just move over to Macintosh or if I retrain myself to use JAWS uh, with with Windows 8. So I, I'm going to have to try both to see which, which I prefer. This is, brings up another question of trying to assess where things are going and pick the right winner. So you, you, 
you have a longer lead time in your technology and a longer use, usable work time uh, before it, something you, you're used to is no longer supported. Uh, that ends up becoming a horse, you know, you have to end up being a, a turf accountant in a yes. sense. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree. And, uh, you know, for myself personally, there have been times that I have not really been very, very happy with all of these changes and upgrades that Microsoft has made. Uh, I remember when I had something called Office 97, and it just worked fine. Everything I needed to do, I could do it in Office 97. They came out with Office 2000. I said, well, I think I should buy it. It's probably a whole lot better. I didn't find that it was that much better, and there were more things for me to learn. They then came out with Office 2003. I decided, well, I better buy that. And uh, I found that with many times when there are new versions of a program being released, I have not really found there to be dramatic or drastic changes or things that made my life that much easier, but I also realized that for each new software version, there was a, a larger learning curve. And for example, now, uh, even though I'm very pleased with Microsoft XP, I realize there's going to come a time shortly that Microsoft may not be supporting it. Uh, I, as far as with Apple and the Macintosh, I have not found there to be situations where things have not been supported. Um, I, I have personally found that Apple has been very, very helpful and their technical support and the people at their genius bars, at the Apple stores, I have found that they have really seemed to work very hard to try to uh, please please me. So I think one of the things to, again, consider as you're thinking as to whether or not you personally may want to switch over to Macintosh, um, I think some of the things to think about are, again, has arrived. I think some of the things to think about are what what are your friends using? If a lot of your friends are all using Macintosh, I think that that makes it very helpful because if you do have difficulties with doing something or you don't know how to do something, such as transfer a photo, I think that you have friends who could really help you. On the other hand, if all your friends are then using Windows 8, it is very helpful to have other friends who are using Windows 8. Another factor that I tell a lot of my patients is to think about whether or not, what are you using for your other devices? We have a lot of people now who have the Apple iPhone, and they also are using the iPad. They use that to download music and watch movies, and they check their email. And for these people who are using Apple products, such as the iPhone and the iPad, I think that it could be very, very convenient for them to switch over to using the Macintosh computer. But if there are specific programs that you do need to use or specific software programs that you really, really like, you have to make certain that program is compatible. For example, if you are a person who scans documents using OpenBook with a Pearl camera, 
and that is what you do most of the day, we know at this time that is really most compatible using a PC computer, so you may then choose Windows 8. But on the other hand, if you're able to scan documents and you're very com comfortable using Kurzweil 3000, um, then you may then select uh, the Macintosh. So those would be some of my uh, recommendations to see what your friends are using and see what are the other programs that you want to use personally, and then from there you could make that decision as far as how long uh, you, these programs will be supported and such. It's hard to say, but I think that uh, Microsoft is really seeing the impact that Apple is having on the purchases of, of computers, and I think that we're going to see Microsoft will be working harder to maintain uh, our business as well. Let's see. We have uh, time for one more question or comment. Does anybody else have a comment or uh, a question? I just want a new desktop with a keyboard. Can I still buy one? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Could you say that one more time? You have a desktop? I just want a new desktop with a keyboard. Can I still buy one? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, the question. Can you still just buy a desktop computer with a keyboard? And I want to tell you something. I just helped a patient, and this is a patient who's low vision, and all he really wanted to do is get a desktop computer with a keyboard, and he wanted to check email and go on the Internet. really didn't want to do anything else that fancy. Um, I took him over to Best Buy. We got a computer for $399. It had mm -hmm. Windows 8. It had the built-in magnifier, so he didn't have to buy an extra program such as Zoom Text or Magic for that. And he was able to surf the Internet. He was able to check his email. And it was something for $400. So wow. uh, depending on what your needs are, you don't necessarily have to spend a whole lot. Whereas well, my, con my concern is that I, I braille a lot of documents. And I use my braille printer a lot. And I really I have to be able to use Duxbury. You know, I use Microsoft, and of course, I love me my XP, but I understand I'm going to have to change because I've got Windows 7 at my work, and they're starting to use 2010. So, well, I, I need to be sure I can use Duxbury. You don't have any ideas to when that would be made available with Windows 8? I, I do not know. I okay. do not know. And it's even possible that it may be available now. But I, I do not I do not know as of uh, this immediate moment. What I also just want to share with you, if you are using Windows 7 at your work, mm -hmm. you can purchase a desktop computer or a notebook computer with Windows 7 right now. I can. Yes, you can. And Dell is very, very good at that. You can call up Dell and tell them that you want the computer with Windows 7 and they will also offer you the upgrade. So if you decide that you want to upgrade to Windows 8, say in a year or two years, mm -hmm. you will then be able to upgrade at, at a very, very affordable price that way. And I, and, and I think that's a very wise way for you to go because at your work you're using Windows 7, so you're mm -hmm. going to be familiar with the ribbons on Windows 7. Yeah. And I think that at this point in time, with Windows 8 being still relatively new, 
I think there's probably going to be a few bugs that they need to fix also. So well, Let me ask you this. Yes. Uh, and I hate to be the one monopolizing all the questions, but... Oh, no, no, that's um, all right. I'm using 2010 right now. They just loaded it on my computer, and I've noticed a couple of glitches. Like when you're in one document and you want to copy uh, part of the document and you're going to paste it into a second document, and then you do the um, Control-V to paste it. Yes. Sometimes I get the, the um, it says graphic, graphic, and it doesn't paste the document. And I've been told you have to go back to the first document, copy it again. Have you had that experience? No, I have not. I have not. And so this is a new version of 2010? Well, yes, it's a network version that we have at my work. And, you know, they're on a network, so... It could be a glitch. With what their... I would also do, too, is somebody from your work, whoever is in charge of all your computer programs and software, I may also ask them just to uh, check and check for any updates on Office 2010. Some of those mm-hmm. types of things can be corrected in some of these updates, but right. I, I have not heard of, of that particular problem. Now, but, is, no. 20, is 2013 similar or is it, it hasn't come out yet or 2013 is about to come out and to be quite honest i'm a little bit afraid to see what that's like i'm yeah. I, i'm thinking <laughs> is it going to be so different that i got to learn to do something different mm-hmm. again because in 2010 you're using these ribbons and i'm wondering if in 2013 if they're going to have tiles so that these tiles are easier to use with a yeah. touch screen and such there are but, not as many ribbons in 2010 as there were in 2007. <laughs> yes, yes, it's all it's all getting better. But my my recommendation to you would be to consider purchasing a a computer from Dell that has Office. Uh, you already have Office 2010, but use Windows 7, mm-hmm. and you could then have an upgrade, and you could later upgrade at some time in the future. When they're okay. when they've got their stuff, and I would have to get 2010 for myself because I couldn't load it from my office, but I do have Jaws 14 and okay. have, you know the latest Duxbury. Yes, so you could still purchase through Dell Office mm-hmm. 2010. Right, I've gotten computers from them before, so I okay, great. Well, I want to thank all of you uh, for taking the time to be with us here this evening, and I hope that uh, you understand a little bit more about the present status of Windows 8. There's going to be many changes that occur very quickly, and we'll find that many of our favorite programs will become compatible with Windows 8. So I want to thank uh, Mr. Dick Burden from Airs LA for recording this. This will be available to listen to at the CCLVI website, that's www.cclvi.org. It's also going to be available at the Airs LA website, www.airsla.org, and there you'll find many, many different podcasts related to low vision. And this is also going to air on ACB Radio, so you could go to www.acbradio.org. I hope that you'll tune in on next month. It will be March 19th when we will have Julian Vargas and Mike Arrigo who are going to do a little bit of a a battle and tell you the differences 
between the Apple iPhone 5 and the latest phones on the Android operating system and how accessible they are. So, again, thank you very, very much, and we hope to see you next month. Good night, everybody.